Hi, everyone. Welcome to um, our new podcast called Modern Noir. I am Faith Danielle. I'm Kiara Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us. And basically, who are we? Why are we doing this podcast? Why should you listen to us? So we go way, way back. We are OG friends from the beginning. We've known each other since fifth grade, and now we are in our young adulthood trying to figure things out. So Yeah, we were little rascals. Yep, I think we were like 10, 11 when we met. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we always kept in touch. And, you know, we've been doing some great things in life and overcame a lot. So I feel like we kind of want to share our story. We have a lot of great conversations. And like one day after like a three-hour conversation... Faith texted me like we should do a podcast I'm like yeah because we we the things we talked about is like it could be so helpful for people I'm like let's let's just do it you know absolutely and that's what made modern noir so what topics are we going to talk about on here like let them know life things like you know things that you know you probably wish that someone told you when you were in college or in high school like just like dating advice finance advice you know just dealing with people in the workplace, personally, ambition, you know, just being a millennial, like. Absolutely. I think also like things we've noticed that are just different in mindset that we're, we're trying to navigate and figure out now that we're like grown and like, we're like, oh wow, we're at this point in life. We're like, who are we now? Now that we're adults and we're making our own money and we're trying to figure out, you know, how does this world work now? Cause we're not following the standards that it did before and everything's exactly. new. Yep. A lot of things that, you know, we went through, we were like almost first in our family. So it was some struggles and, you know, we made it out and this is going to be our testimony. Absolutely. And you guys are going to listen to us testify on this podcast as yes. every episode. <laughs> so definitely stay tuned. <laughs> all right. So what, first of all, before we start, did you get triggered this week? Did anything trigger you? There's a lot of things that triggered me this week. But one thing that I, I can say that definitely triggered me was, so I'm a nerd and I read articles all the time, but there's this one article comparing people who are interested in being surgeons and saying that in order to be a good surgeon, you need to have a good credit score. And I was just like, that'll make no sense. <laughs> and I was just triggered by it. I'm like, so you're telling me I need to have an 800 credit score to be a surgeon in order to be qualified as a good one. And this is someone's research paper Paper that was published the journal wasn't really like a high level journal right it's not like in something you're gonna you guys who are not you know in medicine or anything are gonna see in the news but right. it's still out there I mean a lot of people who are in medicine were talking about it like this absolutely makes no sense who would publish this became a huge thing in our Twitter world and it was just triggering because I'm like heck I don't even have that high of a credit score do I have like good credit and it made me think about what it's like to be an adult and trying to now figure out what credit is and wishing I had learned more about that from my parents as I uh, was a kid or like right. even as a, a adolescent, you know, going through life. So that's what triggered me this week. Yeah. I don't, I don't see how that makes sense. Cause you know, my credit has, you know, took some dives, had some highs and lows, but it's like, I don't think that it was other situations. It wasn't really me. Like, you know, I, I'll give a good example. I got laid off. That made my credit score dip, but it doesn't have to do with like, me paying my bills off or, you know, how responsible I am. So I, I don't, I don't know if I, how I feel about that study. That, that, that would have triggered me too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It was just, it, it definitely triggered me way too much. 
But yeah. what triggered you this week? That was my trigger. Well, mine isn't. I don't know. Mine is more like celebrity focused. That That's whole fine. Christian and Chloe Kardashian. Like, <laughs> okay. okay, like I just I don't get it. It's like she just keeps allowing him to embarrass her. I I feel, I feel like most women, some women who are with men who are like that somehow find resolution in being embarrassed. They're like, okay, I know he's going to embarrass me, but I'm going to stick beside him. I don't know why that's, you know, the logic there, but somehow it mm-hmm. is. Like, it's given I'm just happy to have a man vibes and I don't like mm, it. Like, you mm. Especially when wealthy people do that. I'm like, I thought that's something like <sighs> us unwealthy people would do, you know, just tolerate, you know, disrespect. Like, ah, man, if my money was as long as hers, he would have been dropped. But that's the thing, like, just because you have money doesn't mean you have class, right? So there's Mm -hmm. a difference. Um, Mm -hmm. That's something that I've learned growing up and being in the spaces I've been in. There's people who have new money and there's people who have old money. And the Mm -hmm. Kardashians, as we know, have new money. So this is very new money behavior. Old money would not want to be associated with this. Girl, that could be a whole podcast episode. (laughs) Old money versus new money, because... Like... Oh, man. Okay. There's a certain decorum in the, like, level you need to have when you have money that older Mm -hmm. families, as we know, like the Kennedys, the Gates, you know, even though the Gates did have the scandal of the divorce, they handled it pretty well, right? Like, we just heard about it, and it went away. We're like, oh, okay. Well, that's it. You know, but also it has to do with the fact that, you know, they're probably hiding stuff from the media. But still, like, it's not to the point that we're hearing about, you know, Chloe and Tristan because of their, like status and how they made their money was through social media except Tristan was a basketball player sometimes <laughs> you and i is we're going to make our money kind of differently not versus like sex tapes or you know <laughs> basketball you know like you said you want to find more classier ways to make our money to yeah. pass some generational wealth but there's a cost to that ambition mm. especially for us because I feel like, you know, we, we probably don't come from a lot of money. Absolutely not. Right? So it could also make us maybe different from the masses, almost mm-hmm. like a black sheep. So I think that kind of brings us into this first topic. Like, what's the cost of ambition? You know? Yeah. I think this is something that we don't talk about. You know, what is the cost of you pursuing your dreams and, like, just doing it without really considering other things that are going on with your life. And I think as people who are first generation, figuring out what is ambition and what does it mean for coming from families that really haven't looked at as ambition as something that's as a good thing. I mean, they, they would say it is a good thing to be ambitious, to be motivated, but not to the point of you trying to like break generational curses. Right. Yeah. And break generational. understand what it takes to, Absolutely. Almost like like you said with new money, right? Old money acts different than new money. Mm -hmm. But when you're like, when you're breaking barriers, there's going to be a lot of new things that you got to go through that you won't have people to ask about. Absolutely. Person like people who are first uh, generation college students, right? Mm -hmm. You can't ask your parents about a FAFSA. Yeah. So. But even then, like, you know, I didn't come from a first generation college family, but I was the first person, you know, to pursue like a higher level of education that my parents had never pursued. And that was very lonely compared to like my colleagues who were like coming in as like second and third generations. This is this was not new to them. 
Exactly. So the level of ambition you also have to have as a first generation is completely different than someone who's been through this and like, oh, this is just what my family does type yep. behavior. Yeah. And it's a lot of like almost teaching yourself because, mm. or you know, you have to research, teach yourself. There's no one giving you, you know, the, the cheat code to life or the cheat code to whatever you're, you're trying to tackle. You have to like research it yourself or have somebody good in your team that you trust. Yeah. Um, what are some good quotes that you feel like help with you when you're struggling with ambition or you feel like you need some guidance and stuff like that? There is one by Elon Musk. Okay. And let me see what it was. I don't want to misquote him. Mm -hmm. So he basically says that you just have to put in 80 to 100 hours every week. Oh. And this improves your odds of success. If other people are putting in 40-hour work weeks and you're putting in the 100-hour work week, even if you're doing the same thing, you will achieve in four months what it takes them a year to achieve. That is so true. Like, like I know for me, whenever I get like a crazy idea or I'm, I got a bunch of business ventures, you'll see this, you know, in the future. I'm always like, I'll have this side hustle and this side business and this, this and that. So it's I don't just do the nine to five 40 hours a week, you know, look at us right now. We're doing something totally different from our daytime jobs. But I do agree with it. It's like the more we, you know, put our eggs in different baskets, the more we spread out our money, gain more sources of income. Yeah, we're losing a lot of time, a lot of free time, but it's going to pay off way faster than just working 40 hours a week, hoping to get a promotion at work or something. It's just a slower climb to the top, just doing the bare minimum. Absolutely. And sometimes when you're pursuing that stuff, you know, you have a different mindset than the people around you. And sometimes it gets pretty lonely up there, you know, because you're out here trying to do something that no one has ever done. And you don't really have any guidance. You don't have a pathway and <laughs> you well, will make mistakes and stumble, but you learn from them and you learn from them quickly because you're like, okay, well, I still have this dream I have to pursue, still have this goal, still have this ambition that's like keeping me up at night that you just have to keep going with. But that's why you have to surround yourself or find people who are like-minded in what yep. you're pursuing. Yes. And there is a book that's like on my list of books that I need to read. Um, it's called Grit. And when mm. I, I, I kind of knew what grit was, but once I, somebody recommended it on Instagram and I started researching the book and the author, I forgot her name, but it kind of made me look into what that word means. Like, you know, having the perseverance, you know, putting in the effort. Cause I feel like sometimes ambition doesn't mean it's not always like natural talent per se. Like he said, you know, you, you just being the person that adds, you know, puts in extra effort outside of work. Yeah. It's going to guarantee you success. It's not like you woke up with that natural ambition. It's because you chose to do it. You're persevering through it. You know, you're putting in that work. Absolutely. You know, kids can have a grit. Like say if you, you know, you, you're failing math, right. But you choose to get a tutor you know, you're studying, you know, all that practice is, is going to reward yourself in the long run. It's not going to be for nothing. But a lot of people don't have grit. Mm. Why do you think that? Like, why do you think a lot of people don't have it? It could be like laziness, mm. fearfulness. Like, I do think it could be natural for some people. Could be situations, you know, maybe life situations. Maybe you're told at home you can't do something. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 
But like, how do you feel like, so both of us feel like we both have that level of grit. Like what, like at what point do you feel like you, you had the grit? I'm just curious. I was a black sheep of the family. So <laughs> I think I'm, a, I'm one of the rare people who might've been born with it, but it was also, I don't know. I think growing up wasn't easy. Mm. So it was like, it, it kind of had to like, like I had the grit, didn't always have the support per mm. se. So that's like another dark side, right? It's like, okay, I'm either the first to do something or doing something that's never been done. Or I always, you know, I have like a little crazy business idea or something. It, it might not pop, but it's just something in me that wants to try it at least. So I think mine was like natural. Mm. But Will Smith is like an example of someone who puts his mind to something that he might not be good at. You know, and like all his roles where he had to lose weight or gain weight, mm. learn how to do something like, you know, even like actors have grit in a way. There's some that don't use stunt doubles, you know. So if you're not going to use a stunt double and you're doing martial arts, you have to learn it mm. in a short I, period of time. I didn't right? know that, that some people don't use stunt doubles. That's crazy. I mean, you, you can. It's safer too, but oh wow, you don't always have to. Hmm. I know. It's really cool. Yeah. Do you feel like you always had grit? I feel like I always had the feeling of I don't want to be poor. <laughs> I don't know if that's a grit thing or that's just like something internally that drove me. But I always had a sense of like, I want more than what I have right now because I wanted my life to be a lot easier. Not saying that I grew up super, super hard, but there are some times where I'm just like, I don't want to be in this situation. And when I grow up, I'm going to make sure I'm never in this situation again. Yeah. And I think that what's kind of like drove me internally and i think also wanting to be in a profession where i can help people all the time make sure that they don't ever experience what i experienced or like kids have a good childhood because childhood really does help you understand who you're going to be as an adult and i mean exactly. i think we we can say that now looking back at our childhood and the things that we've done in our childhood and how and even our friends our relatives and people that we grew up with we're seeing like their childhood experiences had huge impacts on how they became adults today or the decisions that they made as adults mm -hmm. yeah and you know even striving for all that success it could, you know, it could kind of like hinder your love life. Oh, absolutely. Your personal life just with friends. You know, I've, I've had situations where I had to, I had a calling, you know, I know you, you had a calling with your yeah. profession, but I had a calling and like just to leave my hometown and, you know, that mm. lost relationship doing that, you know, but you, you really can't grow if you're doing the same thing, staying in the same places. So I followed that calling, but, you know, I lost love over it. That's another like, you know, it's a cost of ambition and I think it's paying off. I've mm. done great things, but you know, that's something that it kind of sucks, but you know, everybody's not going along with you on the ride. Yeah. I think it goes back to what I said earlier. It gets lonely because <laughs> as you're starting to pursue something that is so ambitious, that's so different, that's so nuanced to what other people have in life. Sometimes you got your mindset makes you leave other people. And it's not like you want to leave them behind. But if you're pursuing something that's so you're like, you're just so tunnel zone in that way, you're going to leave some people behind who just cannot see your vision. And that's happened mm -hmm. to me several times in life. And I used to think I'm like, oh, my God, is it me? Am I just like this person who can't hold like long term friendships? Or am I this person that doesn't value them? And I'm like, I don't 
And now that I've like come to this point in my life, I'm like, I don't think that's what it is. I think it's just because I'm so focused on my ambition and what I want. And like that sometimes God like moves people out of the way who are just like, they're just not on the, on the path with you. And it sucks because it's like, you want them to be there, but they just don't have the drive that you have. Yeah. And some of them are haters. Mm. Some of them, they don't know how to, you know, clap for you, even though their life aren't, isn't going right. Yeah. Um, I was talking about this last night with one of my friends. Sometimes you'll see how like a lot of rappers or people who might be like some type of social activist, they'll go back into their hometown. Or we've seen that even like with our civil rights leaders, you know, Absolutely. You end up getting shot, you know, by mm-hmm. people in the community or, you know, you go visit your hometown. I think what Young Dolph was one of them. Young Dolph, Nipsey. Yeah. That's Nipsey. Yeah. Good rappers. It's like, you know, you make it and you go back to your hometown. And all of a sudden, you know, you're different. And there's people who, you know, they, they might have never left. And they might feel jealous that you made it out. And now, you know, they resent you for it. Absolutely. And that kind of happens when you climb in the top. You know, when you start to finish college, get a house, you know, get things under your belt, you might have those friends that are like, oh, well, why does she have that? And I don't have it. And, it's, you know, I, I, I had to cut off a lot of friends because of that, too. Like, I know some of them were not cheering for me. Mm. How did it and feel when they didn't share? Oh, it sucked because it's like I'm not <laughs> like that, and yeah, I'm just like like I try not to be jealous of things people are doing because I know my time will come. Mm. So Definitely. I'm like, okay, like when we were younger and we fresh graduated high school, and you know some people were getting jobs and their first apartments. I'm like, oh, I can't wait. You know, you know me, I'm happy. My friend has an apartment. I'm yeah. like, okay. Because now we have somewhere to go. <laughs> you know, at that age, I'm like, okay. If she, you know, they want to throw a house party, you know, now we have somewhere to throw the house party at. You know, one of us made it, we all going to eat. But other people don't see it like that. Like, mm. And the reason why I, I feel like you shouldn't be, you shouldn't block your blessings being jealous because your time might be way different, right? You know, that friend who got an apartment before you, their apartment might not be as great as yours might be in the future, you know? So just don't, don't waste that energy being, you know, jealous or envious. And if that's your friend, support them. And I'm sure they'll appreciate that. Absolutely. I think, um, that's one thing as I get older, like I realize everyone has their own path. Everyone has their own level of ambition that they can reach. And some people have just reached that level of ambition at different times in life. So maybe like them being ambitious in high school was who they are. And now they're okay, you know, working at nine to five and stuff like that. And they don't want or yearn for anymore. There's some people mm-hmm. after college, you know, they're like, okay, I was the first in the family or I just got my college degree because that's the only thing I wanted or needed. And their ambition is just different. And now they're like, I can just, I just want a regular life. And, you know, yeah. people who pursue things after college or there's, there's this constant desire to constantly develop yourself. I think a lot of those people end up the ones that are the millionaires that we seek or the billionaires that we seek because you know, you reach a point where your ambition just drives you to the point where you just constantly have something new, even though like you like, okay, I accomplished this. Like, I'm pretty sure this is like the feeling of Elon Musk where he's like, okay, I made Tesla, but I'm not satisfied. I want to go to space. Like, or I want to do this. I want to do that. I I got that feeling. I'm like, and then my dad is like, just stop stressing yourself out. I'm like, I can't (laughs) sit down. I got to do the next goal. Like this, it sucks. Yeah. Even like with Amazon, Jeff Bezos, mm. he's doing way more. I remember Amazon was like a bookstore. Like that's how that's yeah. my first introduction, buying college books. 
No, absolutely. I remember actually when we were in high school, I thought that was the first time I heard of Jeff Bezos because Miss Stedman had given us. If I had known then, would I have done it? Absolutely. But it was like a leadership like thing he was doing for high school students where you would have gone out to like Colorado, wherever he was at that point, and like met with him one-on-one, got leadership skills from him. If I had knew, known then, he yeah. would have been the world's biggest billionaire. I would have gone. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how things work? Yeah. Oh my God. Like that's crazy. Who would have known? And you know, and another thing is you could kind of learn from other people. That's another thing some people don't realize. Like I'm still reading that book, 48 Laws of Power. If you guys don't know mm. it's a big book. So I'm not like it's gonna take me a while to finish it, but it's just certain things that I'm learning about it. And it's like like with the whole being envious of other people's success, it's like you can actually learn from someone else's. Like mm. I think there's a quote that says like a wise person learns from the mistakes of others. Yep, absolutely. Like, why would I be so stubborn and you know try to do it on my own, not research when I could probably ask somebody who did it. Yep. You don't have to take their advice, but at least you know ask them how was this. And I and the funny thing is from the circles that I'm in now and the people that I see, a lot of people who are successful will love to tell you how they became successful if you're in the right room with them. You know, no one like I know there's like a lot of people who love to come up to rappers or famous people and be like, how can I be you? And that's the question. Yep. And and that's the wrong question to ask. You know, it's like, well, what skills should I develop? Where should I be going? Those are the type of questions you should be asking, not like, yep. how can I become famous? Because you can become famous doing anything like you don't have to be a rapper. You don't have to be like a big billionaire to be famous. Like look at now, like the way that our social media is set up, you can literally just be an IG model and be quote unquote famous. Right. You just need the blue check. It doesn't even have to be famous. Like I remember <laughs> when I bought a house, mm. it took, I probably had maybe a handful of visitors and there were people that I knew, you know, I did move to a different state, but I had a couple of friends that I still knew from back home. They, they, they wouldn't even visit me. Like one girl probably lived 20 minutes away. It took mm-hmm. her a year to visit me at my house. And I'm like, but we, we go back to like maybe seventh grade. Like, you know, it was always bad timing. She would not come visit me. Wow. But she also was like that kind of friend. That it'll be like, you know, when you had something good happen, she'll be like, oh, must be nice. <laughs> and wow. I'm just, you know, and it's funny because it's like people don't, instead of hating, ask me what I did. Like, ask exactly. me how I got here. I'm your friend. Now that's your cheat code to get into wherever I just got to, you know? Mm. Now you have someone that you can ask, that you know, that you trust, instead of hating. You know, do you you want one too? Do you you need help? You know, do you need a realtor recommendation? Like, instead of hating, ask for advice, ask for help. Yeah. I think I experienced the same thing, but at a younger age where I was like, about to pursue my calling and like I was on the path with one of my friends that I went to um church with and all of a sudden she just started acting weird like like we were close like I would hang out go to her house like knew her family very well and then all of a sudden as like I started to get more deeper into my calling deeper into my focus she started to like be upset and it almost come off came off as like a jealousy and I was like well, why? Because I mean, like, we both want this. I'm telling you, you know, this is how I'm doing it. Like, join me. I, I, at that point, I'm like, I don't, I want you to be there with me. I both, right. I want us to both make it. So I thought it was weird as she like 
started to back off, started to like show like signs of jealousy. And it actually kind of hurt me because it's like, why are you jealous of me? Like we're friends, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was thinking friends first and not, but I'm obviously I was pursuing still my ambition, but I still valued our friendship so much, much that I wanted it. But as right. I got older, like, you know, I started to realize it wasn't me, but it was her not too sure of who she was at that point in life. So yes, it sucks. It sucks that people do that, but uh, to me, it, it just it's, it brings so much negative energy. That's why mm. I don't like to do that. I don't know where I got that from, like not blocking my blessings, but I just I don't like when people do that. Yeah. How do you feel like, you know, when we were growing up, you know, before that we're reaching this age in life where we're at our quote unquote fake midlife crisis, but how do you feel like you like went against the grain in childhood and like things that you did and all kinds of stuff when you're pursuing your ambition? Well, the biggest thing was leaving Connecticut to move Mm. to Charlotte. That was something that gave me like a lot of anxiety about. And I don't know, I feel like my whole life was here. But I feel like I needed to get out and see different. I don't know. I just want to see the rest of the world. I'm just like, maybe I don't belong up north. Maybe I like to live somewhere warm. You know, maybe I like to be around beaches or the ocean. Or The first time I visited California, I said, oh, I'm a West Coast girl. I know. I <laughs> There's too many beaches. It's nice here. I got to figure out how to get there. You don't know that if you don't go against yeah. me or stop, you know, stop being complacent. Stop doing the same old thing every day get get a new experience you know i'm absolutely i used to like i remember i got made fun of at home for like going hiking and things like that you know i don't know it's it, i like to try different things i played tennis at one point you know in my adulthood not not nothing in college it was just one you know they were offering lessons and i'm like oh let me learn tennis you know well sometimes when you go against the grain people are like why are you doing this or mm. you kind of feel like misunderstood no absolutely i felt i felt the same way in terms of like going against against the grain because a lot of times i would spend my saturdays like in programs studying and like not really having a quote-unquote normal saturday for that normal kids had but at the same time i was like meeting people that i would learn would be my colleagues and my profession who i would see like literally are some of them are just IG famous people that I'm just like, whoa, I knew you when, like, <laughs> you know, yep. and then those people who were, saw my ambition came back and helped me to help open doors for me to get into different places that I didn't think I would be able to get into, but because we formed that connection and going and spending those Saturdays and working hard to get to where you are now, like you start seeing things, certain things pay off a little bit faster than it would have if you hadn't done it. Right. And you know, one thing I don't like is that sometimes strangers will praise you more than blood. Oh, when you, when you, <laughs> like I have so many friends. It's like, oh man, like older, it'll be like older friends. Mm. I don't know why I, I gravitate towards a lot of older people because maybe from that quote about learning from other people, that's just something that I practice in life. And a lot of them are like, oh man, you're doing so great. If I was your age, you know, I, I didn't accomplish half the things you accomplished. And I'm like, I haven't even done much. That's so, what I feel like too. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of my older friends, like, they praise me. And, you know, they tell me things. Like, perfect example, when I got my house, one of my friends recommended it to me. You know, he was mm-hmm. an older friend that I met in Charlotte before oh, wow. I left, after I left Connecticut. And he was actually from Connecticut. And he was like, why are you looking at apartments? Get a house. You have good credit, no kids. And I'm like, a house? Like, I'm, aren't I skipping a step? Shouldn't I have gotten an apartment first? And, and I did it, and it was cheaper. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, you know? And it's just like, you know, sometimes having the right person in your ear, it can help. 
but you know that's somebody that I've known less than two years you know it's just funny how like sometimes strangers will help you out or put you on to something that you know he didn't have to say nothing he could just close his mouth and let me pay for an expensive apartment Absolutely. you know it's just strange it's strange and then I think maybe because you know it goes back to like the Nipsey thing it's like sometimes people who grew up with you don't really want to see you succeed so yeah. they won't tell you the cheat code to life no absolutely i think that's definitely something that i I've, I've learned is that when it comes to things that i've accomplished and things that i'm proud of like i've getting i've gotten praise more from strangers and then the people that i know it's more of like a oh okay and it's like let me just mm -hmm. go on with my day and and I, I would say like in the beginning it hurt now I'm kind of more used to their like lackadaisical approach to like me doing things. And at some point, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It hurts a little bit. Cause I'm just like, I want more of a reaction, like more of like, Hey, well, my skin's a little thicker, but it still hurts. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You still have that little feeling of it, but I mean, I appreciate, I think I appreciate more when it comes from St. Strangers. Like it's, it was weird where I was asked to do a um, presentation for people at UPenn. And I was like, how did they even find out who I was? I was like, whoa, that's weird. But they're like, you're doing amazing. Like, we love you. We just let, let yeah. you show you love. And I was just like, wow, this is, I was really like, okay, like thrown off. That's but it was good. like, going back to your point, like strangers will appreciate you more than your blood. And I think it takes the strangers coming into your family or like you constantly getting recognized by others for your family or like not even your family, but people you're close with to get it. Like, you know, they're not, you know, sometimes it takes because they know you and they've been around you and they've seen you do other things and mm -hmm. they've seen you grow, grow up and how your mindset was They're They're so used to it. They don't see it as novel until my somebody family. else says it's novel, you know? Like I, Sometimes I'm like, I got to win like a Grammy or Oscar for my parents to like <laughs> give me a pat on the back. I, mean, I don't know how I'm going to get this Oscar, but they're just not impressed. <laughs> I'm like, I got to do something great, maybe. I don't know. I mean, we might do something great with this podcast because, you know, we out here spitting facts, we spitting gems okay. and never know. That's another good. thing with ambition too. You know, remember the people who were supporting you when mm. you were down, you know, because that's, that's another reason why I try not to be so jealous of people, right? You know, because if you're my, you my ambitious friend, you know, if I was always there for you, I'd hope you remember that when you get your private jet, you know? <laughs> Always of course, of course, you can always carry on. Like people will remember that jealousy. Like even oh, my Angelo, my Angelo said that people will forget how you say, or they'll forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Mm. You no, know? so be careful how you treat people. Absolutely. Like <laughs> I think that's what haunts me a lot is like making sure wherever I go that I leave a you know a good presentation of myself you know because they don't really know the real me they just know what people call what the representative because they only oh, know me yes. for you know three minutes five minutes whatever but i want whatever my representative is to still reflect who i am so if we do meet in like a more intimate setting and they get to know me longer then it's not somebody they it's not a new person you know yep. so you always have to treat people i i really believe that treat the janitor as the same way you'll treat a CEO and you'll exactly. get very far in life. Cause you never know who the janitor knows. The janitor yeah. might know the CEO and the CEO may know the janitor. So you never know. So I think it might be time for a somebody has to say it moment. Okay. With what? this whole conversation about the ambition and how you treat people. What's something that we got to say that might not be, it might not be, it could be hard to hear depending on, you know, how you receive this information. Right. 
Absolutely. For me, something that I have to say is that a lot of times in terms of ambition, we hold our own selves back. Mm. While you're sitting here being jealous, you need to reflect on yourself and think, you know, why am I not getting to that point? Why do I feel the need to be jealous of this person? Why can't I be happy for this person? You know, take a look at yourself. You know, if you're jealous that you're not successful, are you working towards that? Are you utilizing your time? Like Elon said, are you only working 40 hours or there's your answer? What are you going to do about it? No, I agree with you. And I also think it being ambitious is a choice and that's yeah. hard to hear. At a certain age, obviously, you know, you're going to learn from like your family members, your close people in, in your circle, how to be ambitious. But at a certain point, you have to take your own ownership of ambition and say like, okay, I want this. Like, I have yeah. this goal. I, you know, what are your whys? Why are you getting up? Why are you going to school? Why are you going to this job? Like, what is your long-term planning? I know that most people are like, I don't even know what I'm going to do in five years. Like in five years, you know, I already got my plan for myself, you know, and, and it's wild to say that I'm still making plans at my age, but I absolutely am because there's certain things that I want to accomplish, but yeah. I, I'm choosing that because right now I'm kind of like at a good point where people would be like, Oh, you're, you're set. You don't need to plan anymore. I'm like, no, well, for someone complacent they, to be where you at, they you know, they would have been like, Oh, I made it. Exactly. And for yeah. me, I'm just like, I'm not where I am I want to be yet. I'm not truly complacent, but I'm happy. I would say I'm definitely yeah. a lot happier than I would be if I hadn't been as ambitious as I was. But you still have to make a choice to continue to be ambitious because it's, it's really a lifestyle at the end of the day. Yeah. Like when I feel like maybe when we're sitting at tables with Elon and Jeff Bezos and Oprah, <laughs> then we could kind of chill out. Don't forget Rihanna. Me. Rihanna's going to be there. Yeah. Oh, Rihanna, yes. <laughs> Rihanna's been making moves like that's another one yeah then we yeah. can kind of exhale a little bit you know take a like slow down a little bit on the ambition because it's like you know <laughs> that's almost the ceiling at that point even then I feel like we won't short slow down I feel like we'll just shift it in a different way it would be like no. <laughs> but I can't turn it off like <laughs> you can't people who like who are dreamers um dreamers and doers because there's a difference you can always be a dreamer and we grew up with mm -hmm. dreamers but dreamer and who who are dreamers and doers they can never stop because you're always dreaming and then you want to do you exactly. always have always want to do things yeah so yeah. what do, what do you think is what do you think is something that you when you're ambitious that you have to make sure that you have you know definitely i want to say character Mm. But I don't know if I need to add on to that a little bit more. It's like, like you know, how they say when people are ready to change, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll make that change. But it's, it's like, it's like it has something to do with your character. Mm. And I feel like it could be learned too. But it's almost a choice to be ambitious. But then I think some people do have the special skills at time. But definitely, it takes a lot of perseverance, a lot of grit, a lot of being able to go against the grain, being able to be open-minded and think for yourself. Because mm -hmm. when you're breaking barriers or doing something that hasn't been done before, or just to even have the drive, you know, you, you got to be able to tune out the negativity, focus on the goal. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think when you're talking about like being open-minded, I think that's huge because you have to be open to trying new things. I think for me right now, I'm getting new, like new things for me is like, trying to understand what the stock market is like i i didn't i never grew up with oh, i'm still learning that too <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> i feel like i grew up with 
the ideology that putting money in the stock market is bad. Like, it's like, why would you do that? Why would you risk your money? Why would you put it into things that you're, you're unsure of? Why would you invest? I, I grew up with a mindset that investing is bad, which is wild to say. So it's feel like for me, I'm trying to go against the grain in my thinking of like, it's okay. Like you're going to get your money back and you might double, triple your money. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's good to invest, but it was, it's definitely still a little person in the back of my mind. Like, Oh my God, what if you lose all this money? Like, and obviously this is not money that it's my disposable, but still it's like, that's, that's a lot to do, but it's, yeah. you know, taking a leap of faith and having an open mindset to understand how this works is something new. Yeah. You got to take some risks too with, you know, trying to be, trying to get to where you want to be financially you got to take some risks and you might lose some money you might make some money absolutely um, especially with the stock market you you know sometimes you got to like lay off a check in your your accounts too because that <laughs> money will fluctuate so much and down 50 and <laughs> leave it alone let it go don't don't look at it now this, this yeah. time it's it's it makes you look sad but or it's a time where you realize if you know the smart stock market well this is the time to buy which is like around the holiday season but yeah Definitely, I think money in general really determines, you know, someone who's ambitious for it or not. I know people are like, oh, the love of money is the root of all evil. Yes, the love of it, but not using it, the root of all evil, right? You need money to survive. You need to make sure that you have goals and ambition to how to get money because that's just how the way the world works right now until Bitcoin and your Ethereum like takes it over. But right now it's money. So sometimes I wish we weren't chasing after money. Like mm. I don't know if you feel like would you still be doing this if money wasn't a thing? Like I feel like for my profession, and I've I've thought about this a lot. Would I still be doing what I'm doing? I was like, yes, because if I was not making the money I I'm making now, would I would I still be doing it if I was making thirty thousand, twenty thousand a year? I'm like, yeah, because I, I truly get up loving that I'm doing this, and I feel honored that I'm able to do what I want to do. Yes, yeah. What I do, I, I wouldn't. No, I'm in it for the money. What I do outside of this, but if money was off the table, I think I would still chase like childhood dreams of like being mm-hmm. an actress, being in the entertainment business. Definitely would still do that, but. I feel like sometimes the stress of not having money makes you choose safer goals mm. in a way. It, it might be more risky to start that business than to go down and work for Dunkin' Donuts part-time or something like that. You know, I don't like giving all my time to, to like, like, you know, if you have your nine to five and you get a side hustle, you're really not investing in yourself and your dreams. Mm. So I'm like, I, I would rather utilize my free time doing things that I find fulfilling. Yeah. So I feel like if money was off the table, I'd probably have a little bit less stress. Mm. I imagine like, you know, we kind of graduated after the recession. We did. Yeah. Imagine people who wanted to go to school for art. Mm. It's like, you know, your parents probably would have laughed at you and looked at you crazy, like saying, I want to, I want to paint when I grow up. I want to be an artist. It's like, (laughs) we went through a whole recession. (laughs) We ain't got money for that. (laughs) You know, so it's like, it's kind of hard to pick what you want and pick what you love when you know you need to make sure it's going to make money so you can live. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, do you feel like an ambition, I know we kind of addressed this and talked about it like a little bit, but do you feel like you ever will feel fulfilled? You know, I think in like, maybe like 12 years from now, if I'm like up there with Oprah and Ava, we might be a little fulfilled. (laughs) You know, if I'm one of the aunties, 
with Ayan Yes, auntie level. <laughs> is that is that the age we're at? We're at the the age where you're like, you know, thirty knocking on my door, but I'm not answering. That's why I said maybe like twelve more years. Maybe when I'm in my forties, I could be an auntie. But I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like auntie, but I'm like when Oprah when Oprah invites me over for dinner or something like that. That's I'll probably stop. Okay. My dreams at that point you know i made it i don't know I, I feel like i couldn't just be invited once to dinner with oprah i have to be invited like a couple of times like i gotta yeah. gotta go to the garden gotta like you know meet different people then i feel like oh, I, yeah. i've made it you know but i'm just you know i didn't even think about us reaching auntie level like like oh they're aunties now you know that's that's yeah I, yep <laughs> I get uncomfortable when people call me um, miss and stuff like that. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm not miss. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then I wonder, I like question, I'm like, oh my God, do I look like an old lady or something like that? Like, do I look like? Ma'am. I'm like, I'm not a ma'am. <laughs> yes. I'm not like, a lady. Why are you calling me? <laughs> when I was in North Carolina, this guy called me little lady. I was like, what? <laughs> little lady. I'm like, I don't think I ever like, called a little lady. <laughs> sir, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah, we, we you know we we aging is inevitable. We, we might become aunties, you know. Oh God, Auntie Faith and Kiara, you know. Oh, Especially if we keep passing down wisdom. God, we have to come away with a different great, world. You know, you know. Well, this is true. Good, but this is true. I'm gonna be yeah. what am I? Who am I gonna look like? What's her name? Angela. Bassett. Yes, Angela Ooh. Bassett. I was just thinking about that. Sixties, looking like she forty. If I look like Angela Bassett, then I'm happy. Yep. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get my body right so I can look like Angela. <laughs> yep. Well, no, I do think like it's it's hard to be fulfilled when you are a dream chaser. Mm. But I think the good thing is to surround yourself with people who understand you, and that's something I had to learn. Like, stop trying to talk to people who are small minded, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Yeah. About your big dreams. You know, go to people who, mm. like they said, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So I said, Absolutely. once we get in a room with, you know, the big dogs, mm-hmm. they're going to understand the things that we're doing. Absolutely. Like now, and even then, like you, I, the way that I look at life is like, you can always learn for someone who has a lot of money. You can learn from someone who has nothing. Um, yep. And it's learning by seeing their life and what, what things you're like, okay, what do I not want? And what do I do want? Because yep. even though people have money doesn't mean, you know, that, they got it the right way or that they're still ambitious they may have just gotten it and became lazy or more well, i want to say lazy or complacent so you still have to learn like you know if you really care about being ambitious caring about your dreams and reaching to a level where you feel comfortable where you're like okay i've made it it's going to take a lot and it doesn't come overnight and right. i i think that's definitely a takeaway from this whole conversation is like all of this stuff is takes time takes energy takes you know sometimes where you're going to feel lonely because some people may not understand your vision and dream yeah a lot of lot, lot of losses loss of, of friends loss of families relatives too oh my god i don't want to keep dragging this on but i remember sometimes working long hours you know, you don't get to visit a relative or a friend or that friend. You told them, yeah, I'll come over for dinner one time and they might just pass. Absolutely. So, you know, got to take a little break from the hustle and make sure you spend time with the loved ones while you still have them. Yeah, I think that's one thing with the profession I'm in. I, I sometimes feel guilty. And I'm pretty sure this is like people who are 
in my line of work feel the same way. It's like, because you can't be at every birthday, you can't be at every wedding, you can't be at every, you know, event. I mean, I tried my hardest to make it to funerals because funerals are funerals, but yeah, it was a lot, you know, a lot of things I just felt like I missed out on a lot of moments where I could have built better connections. I missed out on because I was pursuing this ambition. And that's something that people, again, going back to the dark side of ambition, like you just, you just have to, kind of come to terms with knowing yeah. that you're not going to be at everything, but it's okay because they, if they truly understand your goal and your vision, they'll understand why you can't be at everything. Exactly. Any final thoughts? What do you think? I think it's not really a thought to the topic, but there's something that I've learned on the climb to wherever I want to get to the point where I'm successful and I can stop hustling. And I just mm. feel like I made it. I think I'm paying attention to my friends and my family, but mostly my friends. I know my family really isn't going anywhere. I don't really have a lot of family issues, but I'm paying attention to those friends during that climb to the top. And, you know, we can say this for maybe our next conversation, just sometimes like having like-minded friends around, it makes that journey easier. You know, people always say no new friends, but I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying my new friends. I got a couple of old ones, especially like yeah. you, you know, that have been like real gems. But some of these new friends have, they're kind of where I want to be. And they, you know, willing to help me. And we we kind of just feed off of each other's energy. Yeah. So that's like my takeaway on this climb, like to the top. I, I have to agree with you. I'm thinking that, you know, this, you know, Aubrey song, No New Friends. Yes, I call him Aubrey. I do not refer to him as Drake. Wheelchair Jimmy. <laughs> Wheelchair Jimmy. <laughs> I call him Aubrey because that is his name, his legal name. His song, No New Friends, I actually disagree with. And I think it actually, sometimes, yeah. depending on where you are and where you grew up, it actually holds you back. And I'm so excited that, you know, we'll talk about this on our next episode. So definitely tune in. And as always, you know, continue to follow us on our social medias, which we will have up soon. Instagram, our YouTube channel. You guys can see our faces as we're talking. But I'm super excited for this conversation and us transitioning to no new friends. What? <laughs> we against that. Um, <laughs> better than the old one so yes more old friends so super excited guys thank you for listening this is modern noir and we will see you next time thank you bye <laughs>